Liam, um, sad news about Sam. Just just talk us through what you can in terms of, of how serious it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad one, to be fair, in terms of his hamstring. So, yeah, I put numbers and letters on it. So, uh, yeah, it's really severe, so he's going to need surgery. Um, but at the same point, I, I had a chat with him. He's in quite a good spot mentally. Uh, knowing Belly as well, he'll do everything he can to, to get back as quick as he can. But you know, I think the important bit as well is when you are injured that you still learn the game, especially the stage of the career he's at. So he'll continue to, to do work with the coaches. He'll obviously do his, you know, have his surgery, do the rehab with the guys. But you know, I think the biggest bit is come back stronger. So you, you'll be setting him some homework then? Yeah, of course. Uh, sitting with him as well as a deep guy in terms of some of the stuff he reads and how he studies the game. So. Um, we'll make sure that we continue to, you know, to coach and to educate and to give him different bits along the way because I do I think there's sometimes a real danger, you know, in terms of players when they get injured that they don't feel like a footballer and they feel like a, a gym specialist, a rehab specialist. So again, I think as much as we can, it's involvement. You know, there've been all the meetings and you know we'll sit down and do some individual stuff with Miley's out as well. Yeah, and, and particularly frustrating because he was just showing signs of, of coming back to the kind of form that, he, that he's had in the past. Yeah, I know we spoke a lot post-match about it I was really pleased with where he was at I think you know sometimes you I think what he'd, what he'd really progressed at was showing a real trustworthy and you know reliability to his game I think you know he's it's often attacking players chase the 8 out of 10 moments but it's underpinned then by a you know a 4 out of 10 action as well where you know I think what he'd done a terrific job was uh, finding a level of consistency with the basics you know defensively was excellent uh, reliability with the ball was good and then I, I thought the last 3 or 4 games he'd really started to you know show his attacking quality as well so yeah, it was, uh, I say, frustrating for him and hugely frustrating for me. It's the way it happens sometimes, but with it being a serious hamstring injury, Tommy had one earlier in the season, Rob has had one. In the past, the club has had a bit of an issue with hamstrings. Is, is that at all a concern for you? I think it's probably a wider concern for the game, I think. I think it's not just here. I think if you, you know, previous clubs have been at conversations with other coaches, if you read stuff in the media, I think it, it's, it's a bigger thing across the game rather than just here. Um, of course, it's something that we have to look at, we have to delve into, we have to, and I know the guys are doing some work on it at the moment and getting some people in. I think it's really important that we, you know, do everything we can to identify why um, and, and, you know, be proactive with it rather than, you know, trying to constantly react. So, again, I know the programme we, we run is very good. So, again, uh, but what I think we are is, you know, obsessed by improving and getting better so we'll definitely be looking into why so that's the sort of negative the frustrations um you had a much stronger looking bench at the weekend are some of those players more in contention to get more minutes than the likes of a mark sykes or a scott twine who i, I don't think you, you felt could could do a full half if he needed them yeah they're, they're they're much closer to be fair so sykes he's uh he's, he's had a you know a couple of sessions this week so he's in a much better place as a twine he trained today so again i think you know the time is, is a big thing with those guys so I think you know now they're now they've had a bit more training time. They're in a much better position to get more minutes. And Campring, is it possible that he might be available for the weekend? Yeah, he's, he's returned to training, so hopefully he can be involved as well. Okay, which is is all good news. It gives you different um, different headaches. I guess the positive with that is that you've had a, a week without a midweek game, so we know the, the players got a little bit of rest. Do you, do you think that puts you in a, a stronger position to play your strongest team without having to worry about minutes and loads and red zones and all that? Red Suns. Yeah, and no, I think it's uh, I think it's one of those. I think it, the strongest team changes game to game, right? I think it's dependent on the opposition, how we set up, how we think we can get success. So I, I, the breathing space was massive. I think, you know, in terms of, like I said, two and a half months of a game, every four, four days is relentless. So, you know, the lads had Sunday, Monday off, which was definitely needed physically and mentally. We're in training Tuesday and today. So, 
again, good opportunity to, to make sure that we cover some of the principles of how we work, what we do, and obviously look into the game plan. And we've used it as, a, as an opportunity to kind of work on some of the bits that weren't quite right against QPR. So it's, it's that combination of general principles and habit forming, you know, reviewing and, and trying to, you know, coach and educate on some of the bits that weren't quite right at the weekend and obviously a, a chunk of work to get ready for the weekend. So... Uh, we, we coach everybody, we coach all the lads, all the lads need to be clear on their roles because I do think, you know, even even if the programme drops a little bit, there will be tweaks and changes depending on who we play and how we think we can get success. Yeah. And, and with that, it's one week, so, you know, it's an extra session possibly in terms of what you'd have, you've had before. How many more of those, how, how long before you, you've seen some changes in the way that the team are playing? But I, I get the sense you're still a way away from where you'd like them to be. Is, is it something that is going to be... Are we talking months down the line before you, you'd be happier? Yeah, I'm happy with a lot of it. I think in terms of when you look culturally, how hard the lads work and how they compete. And, you know, like I said, after QPR, it wasn't a lack of effort or attitude. I think it was maybe elements of fatigue mentally. But again, I, if I could put a time frame on it, it would be worth a lot of money. I think it, players learn and teams learn at different rates. So again, I think I've been really impressed by how quickly the lads have picked up so many aspects here. Um, and again... The mood in the space of a week can change so much. Everyone's thinking we've cracked it after Southampton. A week later, after QPR, everyone's rock bottom. So for me, I, for us, we stay level and we stay consistent, which I think is really important. The lads have done a terrific job of you know, embedding the culture that we want. They're constantly you know, improving and learning in terms of how we want to play. And I looked at it, the eight, you know, QPR being the eighth game of a, of a heavy block. It was the first time in eight games we'd faced a low block. So the seven before that, it was tended to be against the side that come up and got out and got after us. So again, I think, you know, we, 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 I knew we weren't quite, uh, yeah, we, we're not quite ready in terms of, uh, you know, real understanding of how you play against a low block and beat it. Um, but again, that's something, even even the meeting we've had, the lads were terrific in the meeting on Tuesday. They're, they're constantly learning and progressing and, and, you know, that understanding will come. And, and you're right to sort of pick out the, you know, the, the highs and the lows, That that's the way that, that fans work. You, you've preached to try and stay level as much since you've, you've been here. Is that an easy thing, maybe for you, but for a, a squad of players, is it easy to try and get them into that mindset? Yeah, I think so. I think the staff have to role model it. And I think the staff do a good job of that. Of, of you know, We don't go crazy high when we win and we don't you know, go over low when we lose. And again, I think that that's the biggest bit, I think, is sometimes enjoying the journey a little bit, which isn't easy. But I, I see every experience as an opportunity to learn. And, that, and that's what you know, we make sure that we do. We go through the same process, irrespective of performance and result. And then obviously we deliver it in a way where it's, it's all about improving. It's all about getting better. Um, and that's ultimately how you have to work. So, again, I think, you know, we've had, we've had some terrific learning experiences in the last, you know, especially the last month, six weeks, um, that, that are only going to make us better in the future. And, and I was just thinking about some of the, the, the matches over the last few months. And actually, a lot of your really good performances have come away from Ashton Gate. There have been some there as well with, you know, obviously Southampton being maybe top of that. But do you think that's maybe a, a part of where some of the fan frustration comes from that actually a lot of your really good performances, whether it's Watford or Middlesbrough or, you know, the, the two cup games, a lot of those fans wouldn't necessarily have seen themselves? We did alright in the cup games at home as well. I thought the performances were very good at home against the cut in, you know, Forest and West Ham. I think, you know, there's there's been definitely you no know, second half against Watford. I think there's definitely been some good performances. I think we spoke about it not long ago. I think there's an element of where the world's at now. Everybody wants everything. They want the perfect performance and the result to go with it, which, you know, across a fifty fifty odd game season can be quite challenging. So um, I, I get the frustration, I get the, the emotional side of it. You want people emotionally invested, but at the same point, I think, like I said, you know, it's, the fans perform as well, right? And again, I think they've, you know, majority of the time done an outstanding job of getting behind the lads and supporting them, which is, which is huge, especially 
you know, when you can see the lads are a little flat at the weekend and need that lift, it's getting behind them and giving them that boost because it, it can, as I said before, shift momentum in games, which is so important. So, again, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's of course on us and the players to make sure that, you know, we turn up, we give everything that we've got and, and hopefully we can, you know, perform to, to a high level. So Sheffield Wednesday this weekend and a team that's had a fair bit of upheaval this season. What are you expecting from them? Championship football, right, when you see this crazy week. Um, uh, intense side, I think, you know, they're, they're quite adaptable. I think he's done an extremely job since he's gone in there. I think when you look at them, you know, recent results are good uh, and performances reflect that. Uh, even the second half against Leicester, they perform well. Uh, so again, I think they're, 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 they're a side that I think are quite dangerous purely from, from how well organised and how, you know, how aggressive they are. I think when you look at it, they try to play on the front foot and they do it with a, a well-organised structure. So it's another extremely difficult game. I think, you know, we, we've spoken lots. The, the margins are so fine in the Championship that... You know, you only have to be marginally off it and you, you, know, you can be in trouble. Thank you very much. On the hamstrings, um, you said that your experience MK Dons, Oxford as well. Why do you think that is then? Uh, if, you, if I had that, I'd be a multi-millionaire, I think. But I there's say, got to be some theories there. Yeah, I think there's, uh, the, the bits you get back, the game's getting quicker, athletes are getting more powerful, you, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I'm not an expert in that field, to be fair. I think that's the biggest bit for me, of, of course. Uh, you know, I have to have a knowledge base and understanding of the, you know, the pro- football program that we run physically. But obviously, there's, you know, the, you've got the, the physical and the, you know, the medical department as well. So it's a collective. Um, like I say, it's a common wide problem. I don't, I don't, you know, you look at, you speak with a lot of other coaches. There's so many hamstring injuries now. Is uh, like I said, if anybody knew the answer to that, I think you know they'll they'll, they'll make a lot of money from it. So uh, it's, it's it's something that needs to needs to be definitely looked into in in detail because uh, you know it can't continue ultimately. Um, when you said. Sorry, I don't know the exact quote you said earlier. We said about the people here are getting some people in to have a look at it, with reference to Sam and the, the, the hamstrings. Could you expand on that? In terms yeah, of- no, I think it's just I think leaning on you know sometimes I think you know having a neutral perspective and having a, you know someone else cast their eyes over things I think can support what you do anyway. It's by by no means questioning what we deliver because again I, I know the work that we do is good. So again I think it's you know it's. Getting an external opinion, I think, just sometimes can can see something that you don't. I think it's the same as you know, as a coach, you go and see other coaches work to learn. So, again, I think it's like I said, speaking with a lot of other people in the game, it's, it's not it's not just here; it's across the game where it's such a big issue um, that ultimately, when you look at it, the resources are increasing, the, the investment in you know physical development, recovery facilities is constantly going up. What in theory should happen then is injuries come down, which isn't the case. So, again, it's something that. Again, we'll, we'll, like I said, we're definitely going to look into to make sure that it's something that you know we can improve. So, when that neutral person or body, what what is that like? Is that? It's just a discussion. It's it's more. I wasn't in the call, so I'm I'm going to be. You're getting it third hand off me. And I was speaking with Dell. I think in terms of he's he's spoken with some people that he knows to to basically bounce ideas off them. Because again, I think that in like I said, if if ever if anybody had the answer, I think like I said, it, it'd be shared across the game. So. Um, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm open to. I think we have to be open to, to to learn, to improve, to get better. Is you know try try and learn off off different people. On Sam as well, it's interesting you brought up about sort of his um, building his knowledge when he's out because there was an example um, a couple of years ago, Antoine Semenyo, where he had an injury, basically wiped out his whole preseason, start of the season, and when he came back, he'd almost improved sort of ten, fifteen percent, kind of his just. Various aspects of his game, his awareness, the time of his runs, just he just looked a better player despite having come back from an injury. And and he said he did a, a heck of a lot of analysis and homework when he was away. So what sort of stuff will you? I appreciate it's very early as well, but like what 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 sort of thing? 
were you want to sort of work with Sam on? I think understanding the position he plays, I think that you'll always address. And I think it's, some of it's learning, some of it's recognising what you've done already that's good and, and kind of confirming that. So we'll, we'll, we'll do everything. I think at different times, you know, straight away after the surgery, it's more empty head, kind of clear. And I think when you're out for a few months, it's then the phases of it. So, you know, we'll drop some bits in, then we'll leave him for a little bit. Um, and then, especially just before he comes back training, I think you then start to increase, you know, the, what, the amount of contact that the coaches have with him, so that he again he starts to get his brain up to speed with some of the pictures that he's going to need to see. And it's, it's just revisiting that: it's in possession, out of possession. What's your role? It's studying people that you know you maybe role model your game off a little bit, and how do you learn off you know best practice and what that looks like? So it'll be a combination of everything, to be totally honest. I think it'll be a, like I said, we we're very much strengths and needs. Work on what he's really good at, and then also the little bits that he needs. Again, I'm not doing again. I'm not doing a question to try and force you to tell me what the team is, as I do every week. But every week. that's what I'm doing. It's a high, it's another hypothetical one, I swear. Oh. But with Cam, is there a world where him and Hayden can play in the same team together? Yeah, of course, there's a world for that. As and and how would you see that? Do you think? I think uh, again, if you if you're asking me. The team again is. I'm not. It's not there. Every, every week he asks me the team. Uh, I, 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 of course you can. If you played a back three, you could play Hayden on the left of a three and okay. Cam wing back if you wanted to, yeah. for example. Um, and then, as I've said to you, I'm, I'm open to. Hey, for me, it's, it's studying the opposition. It's being clear our principles, how we play, what structure we work off, and then and then I'm really going who who fits the slots best to get our success. So again, if that's Hayden and Cam playing together and you want that, then it might happen in the future. Who knows? Because it's interesting you say about Hayden on the side of a three, because that's kind of where he was until last season when he went to Derby and, and Liam Rossini and um, Paul Warren then kind of moved him into a fullback. And he was signed there as a fullback, but he, he always brings it up that he wants to be a centre-back one day. So you can see him moving back into that role. Or I think if you look at him coming through at Brighton, especially he played m- most of his stuff was, was as a centre-back, yeah, exactly. to be fair. So he's, I, I think he's... If, if you look as well how we play our three, the outside tends to be in it. We've done it with Hayden recently where he steps in higher. Mm-hmm. So again, I think what he's got is the qualities that he can go and play and support and then join from behind. I think he's got those qualities to be able to do that. So again, it, for me, it's less on the position and more on you know what strengths do they bring in? You know, do they fit for the, you know, the, like I said, the criteria for what we need in that game? On the, on the sort of the block debate, um, how would you um, analyse Sheffield Wednesday in that context? under Danny Roll. Do you feel they're because they're not a high possession side I appreciate he's built up a little bit more but fundamentally there are sort of QPRE aspects to them yeah. um, <clears throat> and how much are you going to need to improve to get a result on that for this weekend? Arsenal found it tough against the block last night right? I think that, that, that when you look at the game is such a the perception when you've got loads of the ball is it should be easy to break down which like I said, the Champions League highest level of the game, you see it last night against the really well-organised coach block is difficult. And again, I think that in terms of, there's definitely elements where they're extremely well-organised. I think what they do a good job of is is going from kind of a mid-block to press and then back to low block. So I think I think they move between the phases out of possession extremely well. Um, make the pitch compact, they're quite aggressive. So again, I think there'll be elements that at times will look similar to QPR, but at the same point, you know, they might engage higher up, especially being at home as well. So... We, we, my, my biggest bit, we can't control what they do or how they're going to come out. I think all we can do is, is understand that, you know, what we can control, which is us, our game plan, um, how we work, how we get success, how we problem solve. And again, like I said, we, we obviously 
done a week of beat the block after the back of QPR but I think some of that's just as important to kind of learn from post game as always just right into the next one I think it was a good opportunity this week to address it so if it comes out if the lads pick it up great if not it's something that you know we'll constantly revisit and again, I think you can see it the out of possession now we you can see the work we've done on it and we've revisited it lots um, and you can see the players have learned large elements of it and it's becoming habit Again, I think what, what you can't do when you don't get any training time is make everything habit and mm. be perfect in every phase of the game. So we've obviously had to give a little bit in certain areas. So, uh, you know, given that we haven't played against the block too often, we haven't addressed, addressed it too often. So it's something that we obviously spoke about the weekend, spoke about this week. And again, it's something that, you know, we know that we'll have to revisit again in the future. What do you see as kind of the key principles um talk about mentality patience all that kind of stuff but like on the ball what, what, what are the fundamentals to a perfect game plan to get through that for a block yeah I think it's I think it's understanding what you're looking for so there was a lot of opportunities we did a video session on Tuesday which the players led a large part of which was quite good um, there was loads of opportunities where ultimately we, we it's about dominating mini games or overloads for me and, and we had that we didn't put the ball wide quick enough on Saturday um, so again when you play against the block, they tend to put their bodies in the middle of the pitch and concede fr- uh, space in front and outside of you. So it's then a case of you have to move extremely quickly across the pitch. When you do and get round the outside of the block, how do you then, you know, is it a 1v1, which Belly obviously did well before going off? Is it a little 2v2, 3v3? How do you, how do you make sure you come out on top in those games? And, and there's different ways, little counter movements, little, uh, little duels, little combinations where you can do that. Um, but the whole point is you have to get it there first. So, you know, when we've looked at it, it's... Let's get the ball there. And then when you do get the ball wide, how do you now hurt them? Um, so they're, they're bits. And again, I think what, how we work and I think what's so important is we give the players the solutions and the pictures. They then have to make the decision in-game, which again, I think is our job to then coach them to make the right decision more often than not. Um, you know, it's all well and good doing a pattern, but if it's not the right pattern at the right time, then the opposition stop it. So for me, we work real hard to produce good decision makers. Because you also said, uh, I think it was with the radio on Saturday, at times, obviously, the quality of the pass, it wasn't just the speed of the pass, but the quality of the pass, if it's maybe slightly raised, slightly behind, that has a huge impact, therefore, when you're trying to create overloads. Um, so for all the, basically, the build-up, the patterns you can sort of try and lay out, yeah. unless the execution is there, it's kind of irrelevant. Anyway. Yeah, behaviours and basics. I think that it always starts with that. I think, you know, especially the speed the guys move at and the intelligence of the players and how well-organised teams are, if, like I say, if... If I need to put it in front of you and I put it behind you, that's the difference of two, three metres of them getting across the pitch or not. So again, the detail is so important. Um, it's in the same seeing the picture. If you see the picture late, the space that was there is now gone. So again, I think, you know, that against coaching for, to teach the players to know what they're looking for. So you can actually then make the right decision because you know what you're looking for, which takes time. So again, I think it's, it's, it's that the behaviours and the basics get you the six out of ten for me. And we weren't, not enough of us were six out of ten at the weekend. So if you get your behaviours and your basics right, you're, you're in the game, you're competitive, you, you've got a chance of controlling it. And then obviously, of course, you then need people to step up and you know be sevens and eights. Um, so again, that, 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 that's it. There's, there's definitely the detail in the basics and then it's obviously the tactical stuff on top after that. Um, last one for me. Um, I just wondered this week, Michael Beale, Joe Edwards have, have, have both lost their jobs, which is just astonishing really at the time that they've been in the role. I mean, Michael Beale, Sunderland's, the win with Mike Dodds in charge. They appoint Michael Beale and the next time we play Sunderland, Mike Dodds will be in charge again, which is obviously just bonkers. Um, I just wondered if, because they are contemporaries of yours. Um, I don't know if you know them particularly well, Joe, you may well know. Yeah. 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 Um, I just wonder if you had an opinion on that championship clubs doing that and what that kind of says about the league and the game as a, as a, as a whole. 
makes me think I'm mad for signing up to work in the industry, <laughs> right? I think uh, I was talking to Brian about it. Brian came down to the office. We had a coffee and we were chatting about it this morning. Each club, it's their prerogative, right? They, they, they've clearly, you know, I think it's easy to sit here and bash decisions, but until you're in it and you know why and what's going on, I think you have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to remain fairly neutral because I don't know the ins and outs of it. I also then think in terms of, yeah, well, uh, you know, I look at us here in terms of understanding. Uh, I'm not sure the, the impatience and changing things quickly in the long run. You know, you might get short-term gains, but if you, I think you have to have real clarity on where you're going and how you want to get there. And again, I think that, that like I said, when I first came in, was a big attraction of, of coming here, speaking with Brian, was around what we're trying to build, how we get aligned. You know the, the direction we're going in, but also the process and the journey you go through to get there. Because it, it doesn't just happen overnight. I think if you want to, you know, be successful and you want to sustain success, I think that takes time. Um, so it, it, the championship's mad. I think I wouldn't like to think how many clubs have had three managers this season, which is, is incredible to be totally honest. But like I said, I'm sure they've got their reasons for doing it. Their decisions. It's, it's not nice. I don't like seeing any. No, any any manager lose their job because I, you know, can totally appreciate the position they're in. So. Um, but, we, you know, like I said, we, we sign up for it the second we take the positions. We know what we're stepping into. We know the pressures that come with it. Um, like I say, you just sometimes hope you get the backing and the support and the time. Thanks, Sam.